What's good to find dolls? I had to remind myself. I am. I told y'all I was going to come back on here and record it. So I have my notebook and my journal here. Um, and we listened to his video with the same exact title um, from a year ago about how to grow a small um, account trading SBY and, S and QQQ. Um, the future equivalents are ES and NQ. Um, so let's go ahead and listen. What I think I'm listening for is, of course, he sounds like a good teacher. I wanted to see if he was able to kind of change some things from, excuse me, the way that he, he approached it a year ago. But at the same time, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But that being said, the market has changed a little bit. So let's see what he has to say. You're welcome to listen right alongside with me. Let's go. Oh, and the person's, the, the name of his channel is Carmine Rosado. So I went ahead and subscribed on the last um on the last video that we listened to. So I think this video will kind of give me an idea if I want to stay subscribed or not, but we'll see. Whether you have a thousand dollars in your account or whether you have ten thousand bucks in your account, if you are looking to grow your account small or large, what I'm gonna go over in this video is vital, and every single person that listens to this advice starts to slowly build consistency and see a change in their trading. So I'm gonna go over exactly what I recommend everybody to do, and then I'm gonna get into some actual trading examples so you can visually see it better and then start to implement it in your own trading. Before we get into it though, if you're watching this video and you have not already followed me on my Instagram, at Investitrade, I'll post a link in the description below to follow me. But a while back, I made a post about growing a small account and that's what this video is gonna be on. I've made a video like this in the past as well, because like I said, everybody that listens to this advice starts to see a change in their trading, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go over these very key points. So the first thing I recommend, and again, if you are looking to build more consistency, maybe you have something that works out for you, but you're just looking to grow your account, or maybe you're just simply struggling and you're trying to find direction in the market. Mm -hmm. If something's not working for you, switch up your approach because one day it's not gonna magically work unless you make the change. So what I recommend everybody to do, whether you trade options or futures, because we're gonna go over both and what I recommend, but the instruments that I recommend trading is the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ only. If you can limit your focus to these two names, Although there are only two instruments and you're missing out on a breadbasket of other stocks or other instruments, if you can limit your focus and have a laser focus on these two names, there will be an ample amount of opportunities that you can extract profits out of the market strictly and only trading these names. In fact, the way I'm trading in the current market conditions has been a sole focus on the S&P and the NASDAQ, and I've been trading the best that I have ever been trading along with other members in my community. So if you trade options, what I recommend doing is a lot of people think that if they have under 25,000 bucks, they can't day trade. And see, and so that was me. And so kind of, um, if you want the ticker symbol for SPY or S&P 500, I believe that's SPY. If I'm not mistaken, the NASDAQ is the QQQ. And then the futures aspect, which I, I, I've kind of heard of it before. I'm not going to jump into it now, but maybe further down the line, this is kind of like the first time I'm hearing it, somebody put it together like this in terms of <clears throat> options and futures. 
But yeah, and then the other thing too is you if you've been with me for a while, you heard me talk about like, oh, I'm going to try to grow my account to 25,000 so that I can trade every day. But for the first couple of months or so, I'll just do, you know, three times a week because of pattern day trading. So this is a really cool thing. I almost wonder though, I will check for you guys because I'm not sure if Robinhood has the cash account trading option. Um, So I'm not sure if he's going to tell us which platform he uses. Maybe if I scroll into the... <clears throat> his description he might no he doesn't say because sometimes i tell you which platform they trade on but let's see if he mentions which platform he trades on so if you have under twenty five thousand and you want to avoid that pattern day trader rule all you need to do is have a cash account and you can make unlimited amount of trades trading the s p and trading the nasdaq on a daily basis under twenty five thousand without getting flagged now, if you trade options, I recommend trading SPY options or QQQ options, especially as a beginner, especially as somebody that's looking to build their edge and grow their account. So and just real quick, and this is a fun fact that I found out, um, I think was it early, yeah, late last night. Um, SPY, you can tr it has three expiration dates per week, so the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then QQQ recently made it to where they have expiration dates every single day. So it's just cash money all the way up. Let's go. So if you trade options, go to a cash account and trade SPY and QQQ. Now, a lot of people think futures are very complex. They get intimidated with them. Me, me. I'm those lots of people. <laughs> but um, yeah. I low-key, like, I even feel it, like, in my stomach. I'm like, oh, mm, I don't know. But let me hear what he has to say about this. That futures may be easier to trade than options for a few reasons we're going to go over in this video. The first thing is futures have no PDT rule. You don't need $25,000 in your account. However, oh. you do need a margin account. And I want everybody to understand there are risks with margin accounts. However, if we implement proper risk management the risk should not scare us and you do not need a lot of money to trade futures a lot of people see my charts and they see me post the s p 500 and let me go back he might cover it but in his notes he said you don't need a margin account now for those of you who are not familiar with margin accounts that means that you kind of have to like take out a loan um it's kind of like if you um have a hundred if you want to put in a hundred dollars you're agreeing that you can use up to $1,000, but you have to pay it back or it can put your account in the negative. And so if you're new to it, you, a lot of people really screw themselves over with it. I've never margin traded. Um, and they've implemented more margin trading, um, I think, within the, even the years that I started trading more of it. Because like even with puts and stuff like that or um, shorting up when it comes to um, crypto. So... The other thing that he put here, too, is that, you know, the ticker symbols for options are SPY and QQQ. The ticker symbols for the futures that he has listed here are ES, MES, NQ, and MNQ, okay? And he also put in the notes that you can start with as little as 500 or 1,000. Um, with options, you can start with as little as 100 is what I've heard. But, um, you know, that's... That, we're talking bare minimums and again you want to build the the pattern first learn the process first all right let's go money to trade futures a lot of people see my charts 
and they see me post the S&P 500 E-mini uh, futures, they see 4,000, and they think they need 4,000 bucks per contract to put that trade on. In fact, sometimes futures trading. Oh. Introducing Iron Bee. Commercial, can't even be mad at it. If I wasn't playing it on here, I would let the commercial play so we can get monetized. It can be cheaper than options, and it can be more beginner friendly. You could start with as little as 500 or 1,000 bucks depending on your broker and the margin requirements. And this is the ES and micro ES contracts or the NASDAQ contracts or micro E-mini NASDAQ contracts if you trade futures. Okay, so that's what that was. Um, ES is the equivalent of, of SPY, I suppose. MES is the micro, um, the NQ and the MNQ. So those are kind of fairly new to me. I'm learning right alongside it with you. Let's go. So now let's look to the chart on the left, which is the E-mini future contracts. And let's just hypothetically speak, and let's just look to say we want to buy the market inside of this green buy zone. And we're looking to be bullish or long the market when the E-mini futures are around 3945. Okay, so for those of you who are kind of fairly new, bullish means that you're thinking it's going to be green. It's going to go up. Um um bearish is when your the market is turning red um here's something that might help you remember the bear and the bull market so um especially when you think of like uh wall street where there's the bull out in the in the times square type of a thing um if 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 the bear what the bear basically will land on top of the bear and like crush it that's like the imagery that they gave us. So if it's going to go down, the bear will come out and like land on top of the, the bull and, and bring it down. But if it's a bull, um, then it will kind of like just rise up and do its thing. I, it worked for me. That's how I've always remembered it since then. But bullish meaning that we anticipate the market's going to go up. It's green and it's going in the in the upward direction. So. So we're long around 3945 and the closing price end of day is around 4005. That is a 60 point gain from 3945 to 4005, we call that 60 points. One point on the E-mini future contracts is 50 bucks mm. and on the micro E-mini contracts, which is forward slash <clears throat> MES, which is what I recommend every beginner trader or a trader with a smaller account to trade, it's going to be a 10th of the E-mini contracts. So one point on the micro E-mini contracts is gonna be a $5 profit. Mm -hmm. So if we were to get 60 points on an <laughs> E-mini contract, that would be a $3,000 profit per contract. And if you trade multiple contracts, your profit just goes up. Now, depending on your broker, it might cost you as little as 50 bucks, 500 bucks, 1,000 bucks, depending on the instrument we're looking to trade. And being able to capitalize on a $50 profit per point or a $5 profit per point for trading the micro contracts, it's a very good instrument to trade. It's highly, highly leveraged, and with a highly leveraged instrument, there's higher risk. However, with trading futures, our risk is easier to manage versus options. However, with options, we also are gonna be able to get higher percent returns, which does favor a small account more. In this example, and these moved from a low of 60 cents into a high of three bucks, which is about a 400% return. So if we were to buy 10 contracts of spy calls, which costed us 600 bucks, 
we're going to get a $3,000 profit out of that as well. So now let's get into more of the trading setup aspect to this. The reason for this is they are the most liquid markets in the world. They are very, very liquid, meaning the volume on these names, 1.8 million versus an average of 2 million. If we were to look at the contracts of the options, they are highly liquid. 100,000 contracts traded. 50 and so just to give you an idea, he's using Thinkorswim. Thinkorswim is considered to be like the Bentley in terms of the trading apps that are out there. Um, you can kind of navigate through it if you're interested in looking at what he's looking at. Um, at the 6 minute and 21 second mark um, for the March 26, 2023 video. Okay. 50,000 contracts traded, 40,000. So they are very, very liquid. You're not going to have so much slippage. And the spreads, meaning the difference between the bid and the ask, has a very high depth. There's a very large order book. It's not very thin often. Because of this and the highly liquid nature of them, you're going to have many participants trading them. You're going to have a lot of volume. You're going to have a lot of volatility. And because of that, it's easier to read. It's easier to chart. And it's easier to know when not to trade versus when you're going to spot good opportunities. Because of all these factors, it's going to be so much easier for a beginner trader to learn these and understand their personalities. A large portion of trading is an instinctual or like a gut feeling or knowing the personality of the instrument you're going to trade. And y'all, and this is so interesting to me too, and I'll just go ahead and sprinkle, sprinkle it in here. But women, when they trade, they tend to be just as successful, if not even more successful. He's talking about that, that, that gut feeling that that intuition that kind of kicks in once you get the hang of it. Um, so I look forward to leveraging that part of it. But um, I feel like there was something else I wanted to say with that too. Um, sometimes sometimes we do suppress it. But And that being said, it's okay to learn, you know, what that feels like too, because women tend to be more conservative. And so sometimes that's what's going to also tell you to not jump in or to pull back and kind of wait how things are. Not so much to where you're second guessing yourself, but just kind of like learning how to trust because you have to understand, like, if you can tap into how other people are thinking and why they're rushing in or rushing out and what the thought process is, and I think that's kind of like the energy that you're tapping into, you know. It's almost like double dutch, like figuring out when to go in type of a thing. But anyways. Uh... If you have your laser focus on these two names, you're going to know the personality of these instruments and day by day, you're going to get better at trading them because you know how they move, you know what to expect, and you're going to form an edge or a strategy around them because you're focusing only on these names and you don't have distractions elsewhere, scanning for stocks, looking for the highest gainers, or looking for what everybody's talking about on Twitter that may be too crowded. A lot of people have too much noise in their trading mm -hmm. and too much noise is going to block out our vision for what's right in front of us. Yep, yep. And the best thing that's always going to be right in front of us, in my opinion, is the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ. And also, there's going to be tons of setups on a daily basis. Don't think that because we are only watching the S&P or even the NASDAQ and Q, don't think that just because we're only watching two names there's not going to be good setups. We can capitalize on quick little five-point moves or 10-point moves. Here's an example of a trade that I took on Friday the 24th. It was a little over $10,000 profit. Traded eight contracts. My planned... 
commercial. And I would listen to it, but um, so that they can get their, their little change for it. But uh, let's go skip. Just reading. Risk to reward was six to one, and I got about a five to one risk to reward by the time I took profits on the setup. So a little over $10,000. Again, futures are highly leveraged. So now pulling up the Discord, this is the intraday commentary tab. This is where I post my thoughts throughout the day, every single day of what I'm watching, why I'm watching it, and potential trading scenarios that are going to form in real time. So at 11.25, I said I'm trying some longs at 3.948, targeting 3.965 first, and then 3.980. Again, I've been pretty much trading future contracts. It's just easier for me to manage my risk. I don't have a time aspect and I could exponentially increase the gains just by increasing my trading size. So I'm long down here at 3985 when the market looks just like this, what you see on my screen right now, targeting the green line first and then targeting the supply zone above. Then the market. So what helps too, um, this is why journaling is going to be kind of important too. And you can use your trading view. A lot of people use trading view. Um, he's obviously using um, thinkorswim too. But you can put little lines of resistance. And so he kind of knows that it's at a low. If you get a chance to look at the video, it's 9 minutes and 15 seconds. You're going to see that it's low and it has room to grow. And one of the things that a lot of us, I think, come to love and what seems to be one of the patterns or personalities of Q, of, of um, this one, it, I guess, would be like the QQQ because he's still in the futures, is that they bounce they bounce. So you know that if it, what goes down must go up and it keeps within a certain range, whereas other stock are more volatile. So you get to fall in love, like you said, with the personality. Market starts moving in my favor. I take profits off around 3965. Mm -hmm. I hold the remaining contracts. We come into 3980 final target and I get out this full position. Simply and I'm going to replay this real quick too. And I do apologize. I'm going to, I want to give it justice. So there's little things that you're going to learn and if you didn't catch it so he talked about how this contract was a contracts so what he did is he um let me let me play it for you again and, and i think i kind of gave you a clue on what to listen to but I'm, i'll go back and play it again one second whoops it's moving in my favor i take profits off around 3965 i hold the remaining contracts we come into 3980 final target and i get out this full position so basically what he was saying is like he determined out of the eight contracts, how much does he need in order to like recoup the whatever he spent to get into the contract and whatever profit he wants for that day. And then that means he might let two or three of them ride. If those, you know, are are squashed or whatever, he still made profit for the day. Those are just kind of like additional play money. So that's when you start to learn how to scale. So first you start off with one contract, then you can go up to two and three, work your way up to 10. Then you can go to a hundred, um, and a hundred contracts. And so what he did there is he's like, okay, let me take eight contracts, play for maybe, you know, the, the fifth one, he can take it out at, at a certain percentage, so on and so forth. But that's game right there. So I hope you caught that. I'll go back and play it. 
so you can hear it again. Starts moving in my favor. I take profits off around 3965. I hold the remaining contracts. We come into 3980 okay. final target, and I get out this full position simply following the plan and understanding that I'm buying at an area that buyers were once in the market, understanding price and volume, and being able to capitalize on being on the right side of the market mm -hmm. with the right side of buyers before the move happens, strictly focusing on price and volume. And like I said, this was a little over $10,000 profit. Now, anybody watching this, especially Investor Trade members of the community, if you strictly trade the S&P and NASDAQ, let me know in the comments if it's working well for you, how you like it, if you're starting to see a difference in your trading. And everybody watching this, go to the comments, let's read them, and engage with other people. Price and volume are going to be the only indicators that you need. Now, if you're watching this video and you're maybe an indicator-based trader and it works for you, keep at it. I'll never deter you off of that. However, for me... I only need price and volume, and a lot of members in my community know I stress this all the time because it works very, very well, and it's very efficient. Price and volume is what moves the market. The guys that I know on Wall Street, personally, and they're eight-figure-a-year traders, specifically trading only the S&P and NASDAQ, some only trade gold, some only trade oil or gas, mm -hmm. they know the personalities of their instruments that they are trading, example, the S&P and NASDAQ, and because they've traded them so many years, they know how they facilitate trade and they know what works the best in those markets and mm -hmm. those conditions when opportunities arise and when opportunities are just not there. They are the markets themselves and because of this, they work very, very well with supply and demand imbalances and even just key levels of support and resistance. Due to the highly liquid nature, reading its order flow and understanding the orders coming into the market via price and volume is going to provide a huge edge in itself. Anybody that reads the order flow and the guys on Wall Street only read the order flow. They don't even look at charts. Huh. Anybody that does it finds success. Uh. They will never go back to any other indicators. They will never go back to judging their moves. Whoa, that's deep, y'all. Yeah, because so um, remember, I think was it at the nine minute mark? He was showing you the inflow and the outflow. Um, so that, that's a little bit of a gem right there. Um, I'll have to go back and look at that myself. Um, I do have things, think or swim on my computer. Um, every time I log on, it always, it's one of the first things that restarts itself. So yeah, that's, that's, that's deep y'all. That is deep. Off a candlestick chart or a trend line or an indicator. So because of these reasons, supply and demand zones, key levels, and order flow, which is the core basis to my strategy, and everybody that I know on Wall Street as well, works very, very well. So yeah. let's go over an example of a trade that we took, and this was posted in the pre-market plan of the Discord. Every single day, I post my pre-market plans of levels I'm watching, potential trading scenarios, and areas that I'm just looking to trade, and the reason why. And every day, I post the S&P and the NASDAQ, because like I said, those are the two instruments that I make the most amount of money on consistently. So on the S&P 500 on March 23rd, scenario number one was I first want to gauge the auction at 4022-4034 range. This can be an area that sellers emerge that offers a good opportunity to play the market short and to the downside, our mm. nearest level of demand or support was 3965, 3955. Mm -hmm. So if we were to look at the left chart, which is the E-mini forward slash ES, we have our supply zone at 4034 and our seller line at 4022. The mm -hmm. market rallied into the supply zone and we had a very, very large sell-off from 4040 
to a low of the 4,050, mm-hmm. let's just call it. So almost a 100-point range on a daily basis. So um, remember I was telling you, like, you're going to want to keep a journal. But the good thing is, even when I'm thinking about how I want to do my journal, it's only going to be maybe you can get one journal for QQQ and one for SPY. So you're going to start off your day with what was the high and the low of the day before. And then um, you're going to want to plot on your chart like what is going to be a high point and what is the low point. And so when you see them start to hit that range, that's when you know that you can jump in and you have the potential for it to ride all the way back up because it bounces, right? It has this bouncing pattern. So That's insane. No one's ever going to short the high and buy at the lowest price. It's very hard to do that. And if your goal is to buy the low and sell the high, just understand that it's very slim. And if you shoot for that, you're going to swing and strike out. However, let's just say we shorted the micro e-mini contracts at the high of day at 4,040. I made over $7 million. Hmm, maybe, let me go back and listen to it just a little bit, what he said too, because maybe I'm thinking what, what I said was what, hold on. Sorry about the commercial. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, the high a day, buy at the lowest prices. That's in 1,050, let's just call it. So almost a 100-point range on a daily basis. That's insane. No one's ever going to short the high and buy at the lowest price. It's very hard to do that. Okay, so scratch what I said. I'm just going to listen to what he had to say. Because I would have been like, yeah, just buy low, sell high. Unless what he meant is that you would chart it and then... I, mm. This, this, that bothers me. I'm going to have to go back and see what he means by that. And if your goal is to buy the low and sell the high, just understand that it's very slim. And if you shoot for that, you're going to swing and strike out. However, let's just say we shorted the micro e-mini contracts at the high of day at 4,040. We took the market short. We expected it to come down. And our target was this little consolidation over here before the rally up. Let's just say our target wasn't realistic 100 points lower because that's a huge target uh, expecting such a big sell-off. So we're short of 4,035. Our stop loss was five points higher. The best mm. part about futures is our five-point stop loss. We're going to know exactly how much we are going to lose if we are incorrect. This is why understanding risk management is better with futures. So we're short of 4,035. Let's just say we took profits at 4,015. 25 minutes later and we okay see so he's talking about shorts and um i'm not too familiar with shorts it's something i want to learn so that's probably a little bit what's throwing me off too all right let's go capitalized on a 30 point or 20 point sell off to the downside we just made a hundred dollar profit in 30 minutes on one micro e-mini contract to make more profits all we have to do is trade maybe five contracts then the market sold off 100 points and our one contract could have just made us 500 bucks if we held for this whole move off of one contract that might have costed us only 50 bucks or 500 bucks depending on our broker. So that's a 1000% gain, 100% gain technically for the cash that's required on our end to trade the future contracts. Now the same trade here, we went to the options chain, I pulled up spy puts at the money, I pasted them in here. And these charts are going to be inverse. As the market comes down, puts are going to go up in value. Puts increase as the market comes lower. So SPY puts went from a low of $0.77 cents to a high of $7.30. That's an like 800 or 900% gain 
in a full day period or a 100 point sell off. Now, when there's volatility on the underlying instrument, the option contracts are going to explode. But let's just say we bought SPY puts at 77 cents. We took profits at our oval, which happened to be right around $2.40. We just made a 200% return in about a 30 minute or an hour time period, which is really good. Our 770 bucks just turned into $2,000, $2,500 in a matter of time, strictly just going off price and volume. So whether you trade options or futures, there will be an ample amount of opportunity. I could go over a hundred other setups. I could go over all different trades that I've taken so far. If you're new to the channel, go watch my other videos. I pretty much explain and recap all my trades. One thing I want to say is trading is the most scalable business. If you're a beginner, trade one to three micro e-mini contracts or one to three spy contracts at first. I don't care if you have a hundred K in your account. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you have a thousand dollars in your account. Yep. Start small. You don't need a large amount. You will learn by trading, you will learn by doing, and you will slowly build your edge and strategy. It's the most scalable business. So once you're consistently profitable with a small amount, you don't have to work harder to make more money. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is instead of going one to three contracts, now maybe go five to ten contracts. Following the same strategy, all you'll do is more contracts, more profits. It's as simple as that. Stop trying to hit home runs. I see people with, let's just say, a $10,000 account. They go in with all 10000 bucks. Me. That would have been me, like, way before I learned how to trade, before I took the class with my mentor. Me. That would have been me. <laughs> with no edge or no strategy. Mm. And they lose it all very fast because mm. they're swinging for a home run. And the more times you swing, the faster you're going to strike out. Mm -hmm. Detach from the money and focus on the process. The process, the process will bring the profits. The profits aren't going to bring the process. So switch your focus to the process. Here's some members from the Investor Trade community stressing okay, the process. Focus to the process. This member turned a $2,000 account into $18,700 in less than three months, focusing only on future contracts, journaling, and focusing on the process. Number, another member, $12,000 profit, longing E-mini, at a demand zone. Another member, large profits, strictly trading the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ only. What a month so far, the tools to be a profitable trader, a 65% win rate, and he has a consistent calendar where his losses are much smaller than his wins mm -hmm. you have to make sure your losses are yeah that that's a beautiful chart right there so you can see that he has growth hit a little bit of a of a um rough spot but the the losses were like really small and then for, but this is so beautiful too like even with the graph y'all being a little bit of a nerd but um you see the little dip where he hit a rough spot but the thing is, it's kind of like you sit down, you kind of understand why did I um, make those losses? And so once he started making income, it was a way steeper in incline and way more profitable because now he uh, he took that dip to understand what he had done wrong. Beautiful, beautiful. Smaller than your wins or else it's going to be very hard to be consistent, creating self-sufficient traders not signaling any trades like gamblers, like a lot of people online, $200 profit. This member, another perfect example, traded seven e-mini contracts for a 17-point game times $50 per point, about a $6,000 profit following the plan. And here's another member. I've honestly never seen a gain this big 
but he started the count at the beginning of the year with 200 bucks, and he's at $11,000. He's been trading for three years. Pretty crazy, and if you have a process that is building consistency like this, mm -hmm. and you're taking good trades, all you have to do is not let your ego take control. Mm -hmm. Follow that same process, and if you wanna make more money, just increase your position size, and don't change a thing. So I'm gonna end it on that note. I hope you all enjoyed this video. Oh, y'all, that was so nice. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, it's okay if you kind of felt a little bit of frustration, especially if you're listening to it versus seeing the video. Um, and he did kind of talk more about puts. Um, he did have a different approach compared to the first time. Um, I think that it was good because the video he did last year, he essentially, the, the one he did last year was definitely absolutely really good for first time beginners. Um... I can see where he can kind of consolidated the information down a little bit more for this video, but I kind of low-key feel like the last video he did last year was a little bit better. A little bit of that could have to do with him maybe narrowing down his niche and helping people do puts, you know, and more of the futures side of things as opposed to the options trading side of things. It sounds like um, from what he's showing here, these these make more money. Um, but I'm more interested in like options trading in, in stock. So I will probably circle back. I'll probably just stay, um, what do you call it? Subscribe to him because I think it's maybe like every once in a while, I'll just kind of listen to his stuff as I'm continuing to learn. Yeah. You can see here that his favorite platform is like, th uh, thinkorswim. I probably, he does use that cause you can trade on thinkorswim. Yep. Here we go. So from seven days ago, he's showing his live day trading. And yeah, that he is using um, Thinkorswim to do his trades. So um, let me see here. I just wanted to give you some of the titles. Let me see. Da -da -da -da. Another good one that might be good to watch today on a Sunday is How to Think Like a Millionaire Trader. That one's only seven minutes. So I just love that these are short and sweet and to the point. And so with that being said, I'll sign off. Um... I'll probably look at a one or two more other videos. I'll probably, you know how I do, if if it sounds good and I think that you might like it, then I'll come on and record it and we can listen to it um, alongside each other. So until the next one, y'all, I'll see you at the top. Bye.